Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. It is another week of our Gem Revealed podcast where uh, self-mastery to soulmate and I am committed to making sure that I deliver you something really special and valuable that's going to add to your relationship toolbox, making sure you walk away with something really beneficial. And this week is no different. I went on a little journey a few weeks ago, and I was hunting down what the world considered some of the best relationship coaches out there, not only in America, but in the world. And I came up with some really cool information and I found our next guest. And she is here to really share some incredible insight and wisdom and knowledge. She also happens to be a sister in my faith, which is always an added plus for me. So I am gonna give her great props. Her name is Angela Ann Holton from Love Sanctuary. She's a date and relationship coach. She has so many accolades within that. I'm gonna leave the rest for her to speak about. But our topic today is something that is really on the the minds of many, especially as single people. So it's how do we actually really figure out how to date in this COVID mentality? What do we do strategically? How do we figure this all out? What do we have to do? And how do we have to think and behave? So with no further ado, I am going to say hello to Angela. Oh, Janine, thank you so much for that raving introduction. (laughs) International dating and relationship coach, wow. And I was honored to be one of Yahoo Finance's top 10 dating and relationship coaches in 2020 during one of the most challenging years of dating. However, it's also one of the most unique and precious times to cultivate dating relationships. I came into this space like many of us do. And when we find our miracles in life, it's also through our challenges, right? And difficulties and things we might struggle with. So I've walked the journey that I teach. I lived it, I breathed it, I struggled through it. I lived in New York City 18 years wondering why am I not dating? I mean, there's a bevy of people around me every day. I was working in Midtown. I was dressing up for work every day and nothing, crickets, quiet. And I've had my relationships, uh, healthy ones, good ones, some that I'm like, eh, not great, but had a great time. But what I realized when I sort of hit, I had a dark night of the soul. It was really a moment in my life where I was struck with grief and loss. And in those moments of despair, all of the pain, that I had tucked away was surfaced, had surfaced, and I had to sit in it, acknowledge it, feel it. And I could have run away from it. I could have found something to replace it or fill those voids. But being a woman of faith and being very connected to my divine source and God, 
I heard the voice very loudly and clearly that this was not the time to fill my voids with anything outside of myself, to seek love from anything other than God and the inner God within me. And so I took that journey to discover what is self-love and to go beyond the the esoteric concept of it, the abstract concept of it, and really embrace, how do I love myself? What does that look like? And I went on a journey. And since then, I invite women around the world to take this journey with me, starting there, cultivating sacred self-love, and then leading that into sacred partnership. That's amazing. Thank you for being so transparent. Can I touch back on something that you said before we dive into uh, our topic, but you said you went through an incredible loss, um, uh, some pain. Uh, So was that, can you share a little bit about that just so we can identify with it? Is it a relationship? Was it a death? Um, Just so we could wrap our heads around it. And so I want always our listeners to be able to connect And uh, so just sharing a little bit about that always gives us a little bit more connection. Absolutely. So it was actually the loss of my dog, who was my earth angel and continues to be my angel. And I had my dog for 14 years. He was my companion, my child. He was the baby, the family that I wanted since I was a child. And I poured all of this love, this poor little dog. He was suffocated with love. <laughs> all the love that I had, I, that I wanted to give to a partner, to a child, I poured into this animal. And that love was reflected back to me. It was the most unconditional love I had ever experienced. And so when he transitioned, it left the most massive hole in my heart or it either uncovered a massive heart, a hole in my heart that was already there and that he came to fill. And so that hole really felt like this abyss, this dark abyss that I could either cave into or I could dig myself out of it. And I chose, even in the midst of the pain, you know, loss is loss. And so I like to encourage people to never minimize their loss, whether it's a loss of a pet, an animal, a partner through divorce, it's grief. Grief is grief, loss is loss. So I never minimize that it was a dog, you you know, it was my pain and it really reflected to me. If I can hurt this deeply, it was really a remembrance of how deeply I can love. And so I dove into that pain I turned that pain into my purpose. I turned the mess that I was in into my message. And I used everything that I was feeling to share with everyone, to be vulnerable, to make, you know, to really help us all understand that we're more alike than different. And that the pain that I was feeling, I felt confident to share it and be vulnerable because I realized I'm not the only one struggling. I'm not the only one feeling pain. And I invited people to take this journey with me. And that's how Love Sanctuary was born. And I used my life, my journey as an example. of I'm going to show up every day of what self-love looks like. And that's what the journey has been like. And I continue to take that pledge for myself daily and invite women to take that pledge with me. Well, you know, you said it so well. I don't know how much more I want to tell you that, but I do want to validate you. And I, you know, some Thank really you. important things that you did say is I don't know necessarily is I, I was believing it was going to be an animal. And like you said, it doesn't really matter what that grief is and whether that was just really a facade that was just covering a hole in your heart that was a void that needed to be filled regardless. And you were just using, you know, this pet as that way to really escape it. 
So I, I just, I love that part. I hope everybody heard it. Doesn't matter what that grief is, but loss is loss. And we got to figure out that way to really move through it. And what is it that's going to really fill that heart um, yeah. once and for all. So self-love is a big, big way that we need to um, really fill that hole. So Absolutely. With, with that, what I would love to do is really turn towards the topic of the day. And, you know, I don't know necessarily that we're coming to the end of COVID. I'd like to believe that with maybe some vaccines on the horizon and I, you know, moving into a full year of this, that perhaps we're at the near end. But what are we to do, single women, um, single men that are out there that are um, maybe afraid to, you know, come out socially and uh, think of all the, the, the plague that is among us. How do we walk through it differently? How do we think differently? How do we work through it in a way that's gonna bring some success? Yeah, thank you. I love this topic and question. You know, firstly, it's all about mindset. And what I wanna help you do is change the way that you might be thinking about dating during COVID and the pandemic, that it's not impossible unless we tell ourselves it's impossible. It's not hard unless we tell ourselves that it's hard. What we think we create. So first thing I'd like to suggest is not to think about when this is gonna be over because that in and of itself can create anxiety because we're too focused on the future and not enough in the present moment. Let's just be where, we, let's be where we are. We're in the midst of a pandemic. It could be three months, four months, another year, but let's not concern ourselves with that. Let's be present and maximize and prioritize what we want in this present moment. And so another, my next suggestion is if being in a loving relationship is important to you, and it's something you dream and desire for your life, it should be reflected in your priorities. Prioritize what you want in your life. What time are you investing into creating a partnership to dating? So if it's something you want, let's figure out how to put it front and center on the shelf in your life and not in the back because we're in the pandemic, right? We have to do the best with what the circumstances we have, right? In any scenario. So. Yes, there's some concern in connecting, right? You know, people aren't going out, holding hands, touching, kissing right away. The next suggestion is, this is such a powerful time to be dating online. And I know so, I get, yeah, I get a lot of him and haws at that moment. <laughs> no, no, no him and haws. I just think there was so much in what you just said. I don't want to fly by it. I want to yeah. go back and sure. go to online dating, which again, that can create such a big plethora of conversation there. But if we dial back, you said you have to make it a priority. How much time are you investing? How do you make it a priority? So just give me like, make that tangible for me. So for somebody like who really wants that relationship, how do you just create that and make that a priority? What does that mean? Give me something tangible right. to bite into. Yeah. So I think that just like anything else we desire in our lives, we make it part of our calendar, right? We, we pencil it in, we schedule it. And that's right. when we can see what's important to us. And what I find too often in the dating and relationship space is we leave it to chance. We leave it to just happenstance. Like let, let it just happen when I walk out the door. But if we put it in our schedule, 
And that's when we go into, okay, I'm going to be intentional because the conscious love and dating method is about dating with intention. I'm going to download a couple apps. I'm going to be strategic in putting my photo up there, stating what I want and making time for it. Make time. If we have time to be on Instagram, social media, watch Netflix, commit to 10 minutes of swiping left and right, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day. And then if we change our mindset from dating of this sort of seeking perspective, like I'm seeking, I'm finding, I'm finding, and more as a reflection of becoming, and in that becoming being curious, we can swipe with greater curiosity and not so much of a stringent eye that everyone has to dot your I's and cross your T's before you're willing to just have a conversation. So I'll start there. And then I've got a whole lot more I could unload for you. <laughs> All right. So really being intentional, one of the bigger bullets would be to make sure that you're prepared and have the right mindset for an online dating experience. So that's the first. Of course, I think just being having a proper mindset is really the underarch, the underpin to everything. But as far as something tangible, it's online dating. There, there it is. Okay, great. Let's move over to that direction. Sure, bring us in. Bring us yeah. in that doorway. So online dating. Let's talk about online dating. And again, you know, you may not be hemming and hawing, but I'm sure people listening, someone there is like, oh, here she goes. I knew she was going to say that. So let's make fun of it. Let's make online dating something more curious and fun than it is frustrating. Some of the times the reasons why we get frustrated with online dating is because we have too much attachment to the outcome of what we want. We want just that end result. We want that partner or marriage, wedding, whatever it is. And we're too attached to that. We're too focused on that and not focused on the present moment. So even just in shifting that mindset of, okay, and minimizing our expectations, right? We get frustrated when we have these expectations that each person we swipe right to that we like is supposed to be the one. Try to shift the narrative in your mind that I'm going to swipe with a, a more gentle lens of just curiosity, of playfulness to see who I can have a conversation with who just might be interesting. Try, and I know it's hard because we're such visual species, but if we could sort of put a, just a light veil over our eyes <laughs> and try to focus on heart qualities, try to radiate from our heart so we attract from our heart and look for heart qualities. So maybe you see someone who doesn't look exactly like your type. And I like to go back to type because how often has our type worked for us, right? So let's debunk the whole type thing. and. Give the person a chance who might not look like your physical stereotype of your type. And maybe they have the other qualities. The most important thing that we want to do is we want to create fun experiences and interactions. So again, lower the filter. And again, when I say lower the filter, I'm not saying lower your standards. I'm saying lower the filter and who you are willing to engage in that initial conversation with. Okay. Right? Have that conversation, 100%, 100%, right? If you have that conversation and you're laughing, you're having a good time, you have common interests and intellectual compatibility, lead in that space. That's the first part. What are your thoughts on that? So I love that you, you know, I love the way that you're shaping that. And um, I'm going to confess, and many of my listeners have heard <laughs> me talk about online dating and I have very clear thoughts on it. I love coaching on it as well. And I can see we have a, a, an a, absolute alignment, but just sharing, uh, you know, back in my journey, it was much more when Jemberville began is I was not a fan of online dating before I went into this, this 
um, niche into this industry. And somebody had really called me out on it and said, you know, how are you going to be inside of a relationship coaching and date coaching when you've never even been an online, you know, representative yourself? I'm like, I, I don't need to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it was because my mindset, it was like, it was suboptimal in my mind. It was like, though, that's for other people. You know, that's, that is definitely, that's not something that is, that it feels right for me. So of course, because I thought it, that was absolutely true in my mind until I did my research and I called it research. And as long as it was research, it didn't feel like I had a connection to it. So I felt much better about it. And right out of the gate, I met um, someone incredible. It was probably the, you know, just, it was amazing. Uh, it just went way too fast emotionally. Um, and there lies the, the breakdown, right? Right there. It wasn't um, spaced adequately. Uh, there was so many, you know, you can look back in hindsight and see where those obstacles were. But then as soon as, um, you know, as soon as I recovered from that, walked through that, went back and thought about, you know, some of that, the mishaps, missteps, and went back in, um, I I did not find anything there that was of my interest, but here's what I did learn. And this is, this is the light bulb moment. It was, I learned what I did and I didn't like. I mm. learned how to prepare. That's right. I That's learned right. because I did not have this big resume of dating in the last 10 years of being divorced. I've been very, very um, few and far between. So this online dating is exactly what you said. It gave me the opportunity to engage in conversation just over the phone. And it was, whether it was quick one conversation or whether it was like, wow, he's really funny. Let me go to that next conversation. Maybe it would fizzle out. Maybe it led to a third. But no matter what, I walked away so much richer because now I am so much clearer on what I really am attracted to versus what I'm not. So I was a exactly. big, I'm a big fan. Big exactly. Fan. It's all about you know the dating process. If we shift it to seeking and more becoming, we it's more of a self exploration. And the online dating is your research. It's your academic classroom. Absolutely. I'm gonna go cool and discover who I am. We can't practice our relationship skills and tools just being home by ourselves. We need that person to interact with. How do we show up with authenticity, vulnerability, communication, our sense of humor? We say we may like sense of humor and we're funny, but how do we know we're funny or we enjoy sense of humor if we're not interacting and engaging? So shift that narrative to like, I just want that one. You are the one. We are the one that we're looking for search for that person and while you're dating. Something else that you said that is so important. We actually gave it a, a whole podcast topic. Um, the entire podcast was devoted to this. It was really about what is physical attraction. And really, as you said, lightly put the veil over your eyes and perhaps not really zero in on that. And I don't believe it for one minute that you're saying that physical attraction isn't important. Uh, I think it's vitally important. But what I've learned is that um, not lowering your standards, but certainly the connection, the emotional connection could far surpass anything and make the physical attraction oh, so much yeah. greater and so much deeper when all your other um, core values really align. So that yes. was what I learned yes. real quickly. Yeah, because if we lead with just the physicality, you know, we can get so jaded and skewed and think that that is representative of actual 
emotional connection. You know, the, the physical, it's real. I'm not denying chemistry, it's real. But that doesn't mean that there's real connection, that there's real intellectual or emotional or mental connection. And we often can get jaded or skewed when we feel those butterflies or sparks with someone. And sometimes those sparks are red flags. Sometimes those sparks are warning signs like pivot, you've been down this road before, you've dated someone just like this, run the other way, you know? And so just it's just a matter of, you know, being allowing ourselves to connect and be seduced beyond the physical. And the slow burn has so much more longevity than that fast initial spark that can fizzle out pretty quickly. I like that. That's the slow burn. I love the that. Slow burn. I, I slow like burn, that baby. <laughs> yeah, I have a saying that goes, um, the bigger the sizzle, no, the bigger the fizzle. No, oh my God, and I can't even get my saying correct. The bigger the sizzle, the faster the fizzle. Well, I was just going to, I'll spell that out in a bumper sticker. <laughs> I've heard quite often that if you are so incredibly um, physically attracted out of the gate and have not spent the right amount of time seeking and diving into core values and really understanding each other's purposes, uh, that that physical attraction could be the very number one thing that's going to take down the relationship because Absolutely. you're going to go so fast. So fast and just gone. there. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just like, oh, yeah. time and you're going to create that physical connection and that, you know, creates a, a pretty shaky ground underneath. So yeah, and you hit something spot on. It's like when you think that physical connection, not that you think it's there, it's real, you feel it. But if you just lead with that, you're not paying attention to all the other things that are so important, right? You're moving so fast in the physical. You're not thinking about core values, you know, what does this person want? Their life purpose? What's my life purpose? Can we support one another in fulfilling and stepping into our greatness and our full expression of ourselves? So yes, it's yeah. fully, it can be, um, it can put the blinders on you. Absolutely. For sure. It's fun though. It's guilty. I'm definitely it's, guilty. Who says it's not fun though? You know, those fun, those relationships are fun when you have that, you know, explosive chemical reaction to one another. It's fun, but doesn't necessarily mean that that's the but it's ended in heartaches. So therefore, you know, now it's not, and I, I, I don't believe what you're saying is make sure that, you know, you're not physically attracted. No, right? no, physical, no, 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 Physical no, no. attraction is bad. <laughs> it's just that it has to be tempered. And I love, I think I'm going to really hold on to that saying that slow burn yeah. is really, even if you have that physical attraction, you have to slow it down, kick it back and take the time to have the right intentional conversations, which well, can I can I add one other part to that? Because I just want to yeah. say that the physical part too can also be germinated through the spiritual and emotional and mental connection. You know, you may see someone, you're like, yeah, I wasn't that attracted to them. Give it a few opportunities, not just one, maybe not even two. I think someone, if you're having a good time, if you're laughing and having a good time, but the connection physical isn't there, I think it warrants at least three to five attempts because if you're connecting on those deeper, more visceral levels, that doesn't happen overnight. And then you can, I, I've experienced during COVID, you know, I, I have experienced building slow intimacy and connection virtually with someone that, you know, immediately wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, the man I've dreamed of physically. No, but your attraction can grow from a much rooted, anchored, healthier place if you allow the other things to so true so true and you know you have to wonder how do we get that message out to really help 
men and women to really give it that the chance that it deserves because most of us and I know I might even be guilty as well is there is this you know in my mind the Italian Adonis with the dark hair and the light blue eyes so how do we get past that and you know the only way that it happens is the way that I've I've been there is just by or organic chance like maybe you are in a club with that person uh, a biking club or a hiking club or you work with this person so that's the way you would you know organically get to know them and then figure out if there was an attraction but on online dating you really have to be so focused on let me give this person a chance absolutely let me give this person a chance and really dive into the core values humor leadership like what are the non-negotiables that are so important to you look for those first so absolutely that's hard yeah yeah and like you said even with COVID it's even more important you're not out at the clubs or the grocery store and those organic happen meetings aren't happening as easily and naturally so we have to be more strategic and intentional about it but I still think it's very organic you can create organic from it it doesn't have to feel inauthentic because it's online dating you're, you're correct. It's harder, but you, it's all about the mindset. So what, mindset. what else else inside of online dating? Um, where else do we go from here? So we have the mindset, making sure that we're lightening up our filters. We're looking in for those core values. We're seeking appropriately. What else is there something to think about in this arena? So, I mean, and let's just, we're going to speak about it as we're in COVID. I'd like to just share a couple more tools with you. You know, we're in a very virtual space. Take advantage of the virtual space. Look online and see if there are communities, clubs, groups that you could join virtually. There are speed dating events. There are networking events. See what you can participate in where you can meet and connect with other people. Pay attention to people in social media. You know, if you see someone that you like on social media, slide in their DM, send a message or write a comment. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with women, men either. Just taking that sort of flirtatious initiative, put yourself out there because it's all the resources we sort of have right now. You know, we're not in the gyms where you can still go to the grocery store, but I would suggest getting yourself involved in the virtual community, trying new groups, trying activities. They have um, wine and painting classes. They have cooking classes. So whatever your interests are that you will be doing out in the world, bring them online and try them. And I would also make an agreement with yourself that you're going to go online, you're going to swipe and you're going to create a virtual date with someone. You're going to just try it. You're not going to wait till this person checks off every box just to have a phone call, just to have a virtual meeting. The virtual dating arena, it's fun. It's an opportunity for us to be creative. So I would do that. I would also let your friends and family, everyone you know, look through your phone, people you haven't checked in with lately, put that energy of connection out there and reach out to people and say, hello, haven't talked to you in a bit. See where that goes and let people know you're single and you're looking or you would like to be in a relationship. Speak it into existence. And then I believe in all the spiritual tools of journaling, meditation, visualization, et cetera. You know, I just, I I wanna touch on something. All these things are, are amazing, right? They're, they're tools that we have right before us, but I would want to throw, uh, I'm going to use just being super transparent, some pain into it. Yeah. If, if, if you don't do these things, right, then 
nothing's going to happen. And the whole world is in this together right now. We are all walking in a similar journey. That doesn't mean that we're all walking it the same way, with the same mindset, and the same resources. But no matter what, COVID is here for all of us. So if you don't take these, uh, these opportunities to create it, what are you left with? So I love what you started is prioritizing this. Really, if you want to have a beautiful uh, relationship, one that you really dream about, this is the step forward right now. This really is because leaving it to chance right now, you better look real cute in the supermarket because that's about <laughs> our only shot. <laughs> and Home Depot, or that that's about it. Trader well, Joe's. Home Depot is really, that's, that's a, yeah. you're a female. Home Depot, you definitely put your lipstick on before you go there. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely true. Look, one of my clients met someone and got engaged during the pandemic and they've been together seven months. So relationships are happening. Love always prevails no matter what challenges we're in. Love is always there for us to find, to conquer, to become more of. So focus on what we can create, not on the negative circumstances that we're in. I'm not saying not be in these challenges because we're all in this together, like you said, but focus on what you want, not on the struggles that are preventing you from what you want. Who likes, who likes sending out resumes? No one likes sending out resumes and going on countless job interviews or looking at a house and going on. Some people love open houses, but if you start doing open houses for a year or six months, I lived in New York City and sold real estate, it gets a little monotonous and boring and frustrating and stressful. Right. No one loves it. But when you find that dream home, you're like, wow, that was really worth it. So is it not worth going through the sort of challenges and frustrations of online dating, if your goal and your end result is to find this amazing love, it will be well worth it. Excellent, excellent. So I'm sure you have um, many tools for you know how to execute online dating in a world-class way. Uh, for the, my listeners, you know this topic is no, we're no stranger to this. So you could always go on our website and go back into the media area and find an article that I literally spell it out. What do you have to do? How do you create your online profile? What must be in there? What photos actually must be in? Just with human behavior, there is a science to it. We've cracked the code. Um, so I invite everybody, it's free, go to the website and read it and it will help. But Angela, what tools might you share? What do you have to offer? Um, what would you tell our listeners? What's some expertise you could share with them um, from your toolbox? What, what event, what program to really help them in this area? You mean in terms of online dating? Like what, or just well, like dating? I guess we're here in online dating. So if there's anything yeah. specific you have, but if not, if it was an overarching as we kind of slide into more of uh, the, the end of this, how would you, what, what is the, some final words that you'd want to say to our listeners just to really encourage them, especially in this time of COVID? Yeah, don't give up. Don't be discouraged. You know, use this time. It's such a sacred, precious time for us to inner reflect and to grow within ourselves, to create a new relationship with ourselves, to deal with the ucky, icky stuff that feels uncomfortable. Because through these, these sticky moments, we grow, we flourish, we heal these parts, and they prepare us and equip us to be better in relationships. You know, I'm sure whatever I say about the online dating app, you can find online, but you know, you want pictures on there that show you being happy, purposeful, enjoying your life, showing activities and things that you enjoy doing, something that's unique to you. There are millions of people online. So make sure you include something in your pictures, in your bio that reflect your hobbies, your unique purpose 
personality, something quirky about you. I'm a Golden Girls fan. So I have Golden Girls on my, when I'm on the dating app and I love chocolate. I eat some every day. So make yours stand out. Try not to filter your pictures too much because not what I, zero yeah. filters, zero filters. I mean, look, you know, if you got a little discoloration here, you want, you had a pimple on that picture, fine, but don't make yourself look 20 years younger or 10 years younger. Be gentle with the filters. Make sure you have a full body can, shot. Can you go back to that a minute? I, I want to really just, I want to make that really clear. Um, if you put a filter in your picture and you put it up there, uh, you are setting yourself up for an immediate letdown because if he or she looks at that photo and there's any kind of filtering in it and then you show up, they're going to see something different that they might not really enjoy. So wouldn't it be wiser to under promise and over deliver? Because if you put out a filtered picture and you show up, you're already starting in a negative. So it's just for me, I feel really strong about that. I, you know, I love the way you are gently putting it. I would just push really try to women like don't put the filter on because I just think I think it's hard to say I like that you said take the pimple out you know yeah I mean let's go for it but yeah that's why I say gently gently filter the picture there's I don't think there's anything wrong with gently and lightly enhancing a photo you know like if your eyes halfway closed or the light's not on you right or you know something that makes the photo a little unflattering and not because it's not you or you're trying to make yourself look differently than yourself. But so yeah, cover up the pimple. If you like that you were doing this, but your mouth is open, gentle filters. I think we're on the same page. You don't want to show up not looking like the person in the picture. You will be disappointed. Your date will be disappointed. You don't even want to start off the gate that way. Be authentic about your age, women particularly. You know, the right person won't care about your age. So embrace your age. If you feel like you have to lie about your age, look, I was there before. Um, we're starting off the gate in dishonesty. And you want someone who doesn't care about your age, that you know, we're aging gracefully and beautifully, you know, we're not gonna look 20 forever. So the person that will love you and be with you will accept you, you know, aging gracefully and all. So I always believe that you know, we are good enough to show up in dating. We don't have to lose 20 pounds. We don't have to do anything to be ready for love. However, if you're not feeling genuinely good about yourself, if you're 20 pounds heavier, if you don't feel good about that, that's something maybe you want to work on as you're dating or before you're dating, because you want most, more importantly, you want to enter dating with confidence. So do whatever you have to do to have a good sense of self a good sense of self-worth, good sense of body image. And because when you feel good in you and you are walking and owning and breathing that purpose and confidence, it reeks thousand miles away and it's so attractive. So don't wait for perfection to get in the dating world. But most importantly, can you wake up every day and feel good about you? If you don't feel good about you, work on that before you seek partnership. That's it right there. We'll, yeah, we'll attract at that level if we don't like who we are. That's a light bulb moment. And I know, you know, Gem Reveal listeners, you know, I'd love always to walk alongside of you in that, that self-journey, self-mastery to soulmate. But I know, Angela, you also mentioned that you have a, a course. And so as we are in our final minutes, is that anything that you'd want to promote? Why don't you tell our listeners, you know, just to touch about that, maybe sure. how, they, how they would get in touch with you and who Absolutely. is the right person who would benefit from, from your services? 
Absolutely. So my course is called the Conscious Love and Dating Method, Become the One You Want and Create the Love That You Desire. And it's really about being intentional, masterful, strategic, purposeful in your journey and pursuit of love. Love and the three forms that I believe, love with self, love with your sacred divine and love with your partner. And the course is really meaty, full of content to help you prepare and practice for partnership helping you discover yourself. What are your goals? What are your relationship goals, your values, your boundaries, your vulnerabilities? You know, we work, we dive deeply. We work on forgiveness so that the heart is open to receive love. We focus on healing the mother wound, the father wound, things that are holding us back that we may not be aware. We focus on our belief systems, which is so paramount in creating what we want. We focus on learning how to meditate become more feminine in our divine feminine bodies, how to become magnets of love. So the next course, it's for, sorry, fellas, this is just for the ladies right now. I teach this just to women around the world. It's virtual. It's eight weeks. We meet once a week. My next launch is on February 3rd. It's about 90 minutes. Sometimes the girls, we chat for two hours and it's an amazing community and you're supported live with me each week. And we work on what is the conscious love and dating method. We have a workbook journal that goes with it. And for all your listeners, I'd love to invite them to schedule a call with me. And if they're interested in taking the course, I have a special promotion for them. I would love to offer perhaps, yeah, perhaps maybe like $200 off the course. So they can email me at info at lovesanctuary.com or they can go to lovesanctuary.com and schedule a call with me there or go to my Instagram and all the links are there to schedule a call. Excellent. And we have all that written in our promos as well. So Thank um, you. I, I hope listeners are going to take you up on that offer. It sounds like something that I want to take you up on because <laughs> Come we can on. never yes. stop learning. Absolutely. Never stop learning. And that is so important. So important. So Thank you so much. You know, you gave me some um, real things to even for myself to be thinking about and think differently through this COVID experience. And certainly I don't think it was a mistake that when uh, I read that article and it was the top coaches in the nation right now that you showed up, you're incredibly articulate, you're beaming, your smile is beautiful, you're <laughs> a sister in, in my faith, which really just bonds us from there. But um, thank you, Angela. Thank you for sharing all that you have. I hope uh, our listeners really take you up on your offer so until next time i hope you have a wonderful day and thank you for joining us thank you janine for having me it's been an honor and a great time thank you thanks for listening to this week's episode of gem revealed podcast discover your soulmate if you enjoyed what you heard today please share it with a friend and if you haven't already subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.